Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adam. Hey, how's it going? Can I give a shout-out to uh, my mentor? Who's that? Tom Dorian. What would you want Sidekicks to do a thing like Unite. that for? Side, well, Sidekicks Unite, man. You're going to get yourself in trouble uh, throwing names around shout like out, that. Shout-out, shout-out. <laughs> See you, Tom. Yeah, Tom just came in for a minute, popping in, popping out. But, uh, man, how are you doing? Is everything going well? I'm good. It's uh, it's starting to get cold. It is, it is. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? We did. We had family over and had the bird and uh, a bunch of sides and gained a few pounds. And now yeah, I have to get back thanks. to my uh, regular, my goal of, of where I need to be. There you so. go. I'll tell you what, Thanksgiving comes and goes. It's the forgotten holiday, right? It's smashed between Halloween and, and Christmas. Well, it's always like, yeah, in the middle so of the week. it kind of blows through there. And right. next thing you know, it's like Advent. Yeah. You know, it's and everybody's Black Friday in and, and getting their lights up and everything like that. And you know, it brings me to to kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit of today, you know, on the show is is just the season of Advent. You know, you keep hearing, like, preparing for Advent. Yeah. And you wonder, like, what that means. And first of all, the, the thing that came to my mind is, well, we shouldn't wait for a season ever, like Lent or Advent or whatever it may be, to prepare for the coming of the Lord. That should be something we should be doing every day of our life. But what are we preparing for, you know, when, when we, it comes to Advent and Really, what you're excuse me preparing for is the coming of Christ, which Christ has said before multiple times in the Bible, "I am the truth." So we're preparing for the way of the truth, and what that means to me is, you know, everything that He has taught us that that God is coming down from heaven; He's taking on flesh to become this child. He says, you know, in fact, He He says in in uh, John eighteen thirty eight. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. So he tells you that my reason for coming into this world, for being born, was to share the truth with people. And so this this God is going to turn himself, he's going to take on flesh and become this baby, and then he's going to grow into this God-man that's going to walk the earth and for the last three years of his life give us all of these these teachings and these these truths that we're to live by if we want to get to heaven, if we want to live eternally with him and the Father afterwards. So, you know, I look around and, 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 you know, men today, especially, you look around and men are absent from the church. You know, you see them maybe going to some things here or checking boxes, but we're not, the thing that, that we can do is, is we can claim to understand the truth and we can un- claim to believe in the truth but a lot of times what we can do is we can turn and manipulate that truth and make it you know, contort to fit our lives and not really be embracing the whole truth the way that Christ calls us to. Right. We're, we're very good at justifying our side of the argument. And then we turn that into what we call as truth from our mm-hmm. perspective. And that's not always fair, you know, I mean, because then you're, you're pretty much telling other people, other, other people who are on the other side mm-hmm. of the disagreement, argument, or whatever, or the other view that they're wrong, which not entirely. What is we're both wrong because mm-hmm. we're not we're not really channeled in the correct way of, of looking at the perspective, which is through Jesus Christ's vision, his eyes, his response, what he would do. You know, we're mm-hmm. like I said, our human nature is very easily uh, manipulated. 
yeah. to do what we feel we need to do. So, well, and that's that's kind of what I'm I'm talking about. Like this, so if we're preparing for Advent and preparing for the coming of the truth, then we really need to look at our lives and say, "Are am I living in the truth? Am I living fully in the way that God calls me to live?" Now, look, everybody's you know, we're none of us are perfect. We mess up, we sin, we fall. But are we actively looking and believing in the things that God told us and living the way that he instructed, not some other version of of the truth that is relative to us? You know, we've talked about that before. You know, with relativism is is what that means is there is a truth, but it's different for you, it's different for me, it's relative to how I feel or I think. And and that's a very dangerous um, moral compass to go along with and also it's just a distortion of the truth. It's saying like, I'm going to pick this and take that and, and these pieces of something I believe to be true to make it comfortable for me. And that's really what we're doing is saying, well, you know, uh, I'm Catholic Mm -hmm. and I know I'm supposed to go to mass every Sunday. In fact, I know it's a mortal sin. And if I die, I go to hell, but I don't know that I really need to like, I want to make myself feel better by believing that that's not going to happen. So it's okay if I miss mass every once in a while or Hey, you know, I don't. I, be, I know that we're supposed to go to confession for for the forgiveness of sins, but I don't have to do it that often, or I don't need to that much, or if I don't do it, hey, no big deal. God loves me anyway. These things that we could slowly begin to relate into truths that fit our lives, and you know, it's something that, quite frankly, I've gotten frustrated with myself about before, and I get frustrated when I look around the world today. Is is saying like, okay, so many people out there projecting this is what I believe and this is the life I'm I'm going to live, but are we truly living it? And that's the thing that we talk about that in so many ways, all kind of different shows. But the thing is, you know, there's there's several different saints that have gone before and people that are just great Catholics that have spoken to this. And and you know, one of the things that I, I really like today that I found was Flannery O'Connor, and she said the truth does not change according to our ability to stomach it. Right. And that's something that, it, that it, that's a lot of truth in that is that we'll say, well, that makes me uncomfortable. So I want to change this to fit how I want to feel or how, how I need to feel so I don't feel guilty to be comfortable. And the truth is, the truth is not to make you feel comfortable. The truth is what it is. There's no, if something is true, then it doesn't need redefining. It doesn't need, it's a fact. It is factual. It doesn't need to be twisted or turned any other way. You cannot do that. The truth is the truth. Well, that's what, you know, Paul wrote many letters to Timothy, mm-hmm. to Titus, I mean, to all his disciples saying, you know, make sure you protect the truth, make sure you live in the truth. And that's kind of like a co-word is like, make sure you talk about Jesus the Christ. Um, you know, there's, I mean, I was looking at Timothy, second book of Timothy, you know, just chapter three, how, you know, Paul kind of warns Timothy about the expectations that you're going to be up against people who are going to, like you said, deviate a little bit from the story of what Christ is, and they they latch on to weak people who are who are in the midst of like like pain or in the midst of sickness or midst of in, in desperation, and they're going to grab on anything. But mm-hmm. Paul, you know, Paul told Timothy, defend the faith, you know, and and we still have to be defending the faith, because like you said before, people are going to say whatever they need to say to make them what feel better, mm-hmm. even though they know that in the the gospel that what they are maybe doing or living by is sinful right so and there's only one gospel we're supposed to live by and that's the gospel the kerygma the message of the good news and you know that starts with just the fact that god loves you and has a plan for your life right and that sin broke that relationship adam and eve sin broke that relationship 
And so therefore Jesus came, which we're about to celebrate at Advent, to reorder that relationship with God, to give his life for ours. And then, so once you've accepted that truth, and if you open, if you truly open yourself to that truth, then Jesus will radically change your life. He will set you free, as he said in other in other scriptures before, to, to become the man that God's created you to be, become the person God wants you to be. And once that he's done that, once he's done that, he's going to ask you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and once you've accepted that, he's going to say, now I want you to join my church and I want you to go out and make disciples. That is the truth. We don't get to pick pieces of that and say, well, yes, we did sin and yes, Jesus died for me, but I don't have to go make disciples and I don't have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I don't have to. And we can pick and choose that as, as, as men and as people without even noticing it, right? We begin to form what we're okay with instead of what the truth says. Sure, yeah. And that becomes so dangerous. I mean, John Paul II talks about it. He says, what is more, within his errors and negative decisions, man glimpses the source of a deep rebellion, which leads him to reject the truth and the good in order to set himself up as an absolute principle unto himself. And he quotes, this is all from Splendor of Truth, but he says, you will be like God, Genesis 3, 5. And that's the danger of what we're talking about, about not living in the truth is then you become your own God. That's what happens is I begin to make my own rules to live by, and I become my own God. It's no different than when the devil handed them the apple and said, look, you know, this isn't this isn't bad for you. You can be like God. And that is the, the chief lie of the devil and what got us in this trouble in the first place. And you can look around this world and see it with this relativism. Relativism, I can't remember that right. It, that, that I'm just going to make up whatever I feel is, is the right truth. And if you are Catholic, if you if you claim to be a member of the Catholic Church, we cannot do that. There can be no room for that relativism in our life. It has to be, this is what Christ has taught us. He's pointed us towards the sacraments. He's pointed us towards what's right. He's given us the Beatitudes. He's taught us the commandments that he wants us to live by. And that's what we have to live in our day, each and every day. And that's what the truth has to be to us. If I adhere to the truth, then I have to live it. Not just talk about it, but live it out in my actions every day with with praying the way I'm supposed to every day, with going to Mass the way I'm supposed to, with adoring, with with honoring these sacraments and, and, and taking them into our lives so that God's grace and mercy can pour into us. There is no other room but sure. for the truth in our lives. That's how we've gotten into so much trouble in this country and the world today. You look around in, in, uh, in society, I mean, the further we turn away from the truth, the deeper hole we dig ourselves in. Like, who would have thought 40 years ago that it would be so openly okay to kill children in this world today and be so accepted to be to the point where where you can kill a child pretty much when it's born? I mean, and we wonder, like, what happens when we turn from the truth? When we even let that little bit of of doubt or, or, or becoming okay with twisting the truth a little bit, and look what happens. The whole thing falls apart. We look at the trouble we have in the school systems. We've taken God out of schools. All of these things, the more that more that world and we personally make efforts to take truth out of things, the more trouble we find ourselves in. Well, you right? said something too about, mm-hmm. you know, the gospel of Christ allows you to be set free. Mm-hmm. And the, the irony is that, you know, when we're set free uh, from our own sinful nature, we become a servant of Christ. But see, the, the thing is, two people also have a, dis, I guess, disembodied, this uh, association of what that means mm-hmm. like you know like we're talking about our current society freedom means free from everything right. where i exist on my own i'm like you said make my own rules 
But when you live with Christ, you, he sets you free from your sins, but yet you become a servant to Christ because you find out what love really is. And so therefore that love is always forgiven. I mean, it's just the, the total mass of love that just overwhelms you. You feel it in prayer. It, it, that's the freedom. The freedom is like to live with Christ, so to, to truly love Christ and to serve Christ. That's the freedom he, that, that we should, or we're all seeking, I think, since the time of creation. You know, getting back to that closeness with our Creator and with the Son. You know, I mean, like you said, you talked about like how our society are, are pretty much basically moving away from the original tenets of moral morality mm-hmm. in some aspects. You know, and some people think that's good. And then for those that are kind of like we're basing the orthodox of the faith, we're kind of saying, whoa, 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 we're going too far too fast. You yeah. know, we're kind of we're leaving behind who we're supposed to be and what God created us to be. You know, and there's going to be that conflict always, you know. Yeah, and that's just going to get that chasm going to get, you know, wider and wider into where there's going to be so much disagreement that there's not be much, you know, moderation. Well, or that or everything becomes okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, you look around the world, and I mean, as Catholics— we believe that you know homosexuality is against the teaching of the Bible. Now you see that stuff everywhere. It's all over in comic books and in movies, and it's being forced everywhere out there about this is this is going this is okay, and, and this is you know needs to be promoted and 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 being seen as okay. And, and look, uh, the Catholic Church has nothing against people who are homosexual. It's just the fact that that it goes against the teaching of the church. If you're not practicing on that, if you have those urges, that's okay. But if you're not practicing on it. Then, then that's fine. The church will welcome you into the church. Well, it's the same thing as people who are single or right. the other opposite sex is that you abstain from sex. Right. That's the Catholic church teaching. Exactly. Church. But there's all these things that become, when we, when we separate the truth, when we become okay with just things other than what we've been taught by Christ, we get in this whole world of trouble. And, and, and like you said before, you've talked about being set free. You know, Jesus then said to the Jews who believed in him, if you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The, the word truth is in there three different times. You will truly be very my disciples. To pay attention. Right. Right. Yeah. You will truly be my disciples, not just on paper, not just by the way you act, but but truly following me and living by the design that I've set before you. And then you will know the truth. Well, what is that truth? That Jesus is Lord and he's all that we need. That, that if we live the life that he's given us, that we, we put our families first and we and we, we pray and we try to grow in holiness and grow in, in virtue all the time, then we will be set free. And what does that mean? You know, I was a guy who was once, you know, the, I guess what I'm trying to say is the truth doesn't bond you, right? It's not binding to where you're caught up. One time in my life, I was bound to drugs and alcohol in a way that almost destroyed my family and my life. And the only thing that set me free from that was Jesus Christ. The only way that I'm able not to do cocaine every day for it not to be an issue in my life anymore is through the power and the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. It's not because I have some huge willpower that tells me don't do it or you'll lose your family. It's because of the grace that God's given me because of the truth that I became to understand that I was trying to live a life on my own and I was failing miserable at it miserably at it. And the only way that I was able to get the ship righted was through Christ and the truth and accepting and surrendering to that truth that, that I need you in my life and I can't do this on my own and I can't become the person that I'm called to be without first understanding and having a relationship with you and allowing you to lead my life. And that's the truth of the matter is, 
is that's what he means by set you free. You can't get rid of these bonds of, of sin and slavery and, and death and all of these things without him stepping into your life and taking over it. But that has to be totally, it has to be total surrender. It can't be these small pieces of, okay, well, I'll surrender to you, Lord, on going to church once a month. Or I'll surrender to you, Lord, on going to confession well, every once in a while. it's not long-lasting, right? It's not long-lasting. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be, I, I know what I need to do in my life. Right. I know because he's told me. He is the truth, and that's what I have to. Uh, that's what I have to abide by, and that's what I have to live by. Not just pieces of it, and that's where we get into trouble as men. You know, we go, well, you know, just think about it. the truth is any any sexual act outside of marriage is cheating on my wife. That's the truth. But then we go, well, you know what? Pornography is not hurting anybody. So then we start watching pornography, and you're okay with that, right? You're okay with bending the truth a little bit there. And the next thing you do is you go, well, you know what? Pornography's okay. Well, well, maybe I'll get into these live chat rooms or whatever, and then I'll start doing that. Well, then you know what? I'm already interacting with another person. I might as well go and cheat on my wife physically you know, with, with another person because, hey, I've gotten so okay with walking away from the truth that this now has opened other doors in my life. Well, because it now becomes about them. Right. The person, like, I need my needs satisfied. Right. Met. I don't care about somebody else. Anymore. So that's what that's what the devil does is he yeah. uses that that relativism, that, that being able to say, well, you know what, the truth is this, but honestly, I, I kind of believe it's like this, and we start to twist it, then we start to become okay with everything else in the world. Like, anything goes. And, and it seems like some people may say, well, that's a far-fetched thing. Well, look how far we've come in society with things that used to be so protected and so cherished and so valued. They're so easily discarded, like we said earlier with abortion and, and things like that. And and so we also become okay with, with stepping away from the things that we know we're supposed to do in our faith, right? Well, I didn't pray yesterday. That's okay. I'll get to it tomorrow. Well, I didn't pray you know, tomorrow. So, I mean, well, that's okay. I'll make up for the next day. And the next day, the next thing you know, you're not praying anymore. Well, you know, it's okay for me not to go to Mass on Sunday. Next thing you know, you had not gone to Mass in two or three months. It, it, that's the way that we b- begin to build on things. And that's the hard truth that I really want to get across to men today is, is we act like these things are okay, but they're not. Like, of course, we're going to fall, we're going to fail. But we need to understand that we've walked away from the truth and get back to it. Because... That's why we're in. That's why you see so many men that are away from the church today. Is that we've we've become we've let ourselves become okay with not living truth. Do you think we, it's it's shame that prevents them from coming back? I, it always has to do things yeah. with shame. But th- the truth is, God's waiting for you in the confessional, sure. and you know it. So be a man and go do it. That that's where I get frustrated is is seeing that so many guys, including myself, when we fall and we we don't go do the things that we know we need to do. We we look at our lives and we're frustrated when we wind up in places we don't want to be. But if we're honest with ourselves, we know that we've walked away from the one thing that keeps us our compass and our, our North Star, you know, Jesus Christ, that keeps us on that straight and the narrow. And it, it just frustrates me to no end. Like, look, you know, it's not okay not to go to church on Sunday. It's not okay. You can't call yourself a disciple of Christ and not go to Mass on Sunday. It's a mortal sin. And then to not go to confession and confess that is a mortal sin. To to not pray every day. You can't call yourself a disciple and not pray every single day. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to understand that these are non-negotiable things that that if we have truly accepted Christ in our life, then then we have to live out these things. Anything else is a lie. Anything else is us trying to convince ourselves that that this is okay and it's not the truth. Jesus has laid out the truth for us in the word. That's why he says, "Remain in my word." He doesn't just mean read the Bible every day. He means live it out. 
okay, it's, it's not okay to read the rule book and then discard it, to throw it out the window and go, well, you know what, I'll just tell everybody I never looked at that. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. We know what we need to do in our lives. And, and, and it's time as we walk, as we go into this Advent to prepare for the coming of the Lord, to, to prepare for the coming of the truth, to really look at our lives right now and say, I need, I need to tell myself the truth about my life and what kind of man I am. And look at this, and look at this coming of Christ to start us on this new journey of preparation, which lasts beyond Advent, beyond Lent, but every day in our life to get up and to do what it takes to look at our lives and say, am I living the way that God calls me to live? Am I doing the things he's called me to do? And am I going to get my family to heaven because of the things that I'm doing and living in the truth? To, for, for men out there trying to reconciliate, you know, where they, where they were, where they left the church, and there's that inkling of desire to come back in church, but yeah, maybe it's shame, or maybe it's like, well, as you said, it's too far gone. But they're mm-hmm. never too far gone. Right, never. I mean, not never, for Jesus. never, yeah. never, never for Jesus. He's always there, willing and open for you. So, I mean, you talked about kind of what the steps are, mm-hmm. you know, but kind of re- reiterate that for guys. I mean, it's obviously the easiest thing to do is one to know that you're a mess and you mm-hmm. need help. Yeah. Are you saying just me or everybody? Oh, everybody. I mean, I, I just confess I'm a mess. <laughs> Seems a little personal too. there. That's right. <laughs> but no, look, here's the first thing we got to do is we have to quit picking and choosing what we want, what we like about our faith. Like if you're Catholic, then there's a set of rules that the church, the, 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 the true church of Jesus Christ that he left behind us with sacraments. And he points us to with everything that he taught us in the Bible, points us to how we are to live as Catholic men. We don't get to pick and choose what is convenient for us. That's not the way it goes. You're not going to get to heaven. That's why he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to the Father is through me. What does he mean by that? You have to follow what I told you. You know, it, it's, it's, I, I'm putting this path out there. And that's, that's the thing is, is Bishop Sheen says, it's easy to find truth, though it's hard to face it and harder still to follow it. That's the whole point of the narrow road. If it was easy, then, then heaven would be, they'd be looking for more real estate, right? Because everybody would be up there. But what we're called to as Catholic men is to accept the entire truth. And that's what we don't do very well. If you look around this world, you get guys that say, well, I'm Catholic because I go to church on, you know, on Sundays with my wife. But are you truly living it in your life? Like, when's the last time you've been to confession? When's the last time you've done acts of service? When's the last time you've gone and you've formed with other men and you're trying to grow in virtue with other authentic relationships with men? Like these are the things that we're called to do and led to by the example of Christ and the apostles and all of the priests and the bishops and everybody that's following them is, is all of this. And so uh, another quote here that I, it really says, well, what I'm trying to get across here is another one from Sheen. He says, truth must be sought at all costs, all costs. Like that's the most important thing in our life is to live in that truth. But then he goes on to say, but separate, isolated truths will not do. To sit here and pick and choose, like we've talked about so much, about what you want to live and what you don't. That's how all these other versions of Christianity came about, right? We don't like this, so we're taking it out. you know. And so he goes on to say, truth is like life. It has to be taken on its entirety or not at all. We must welcome truth even... If it reproaches and inconveniences us, even if it appears in a place where we thought it could not be found. Mm. That's the thing is, is truth. The truth can be ugly. The truth can be hard, but it doesn't mean that that gives us an excuse to run away from it. You know, Christ has given us this example to live by. And, and sometimes, you know, if I, if I appear frustrated today, it's because 
I know how hard it is. I know every day how hard it is when I don't want to read the Bible, when I don't want to pray, when I don't want to be the man that I'm called to be for my wife and for my children, when when I just want to let my selfishness reign, you know, just run free and do what I want to do. And to look at God and say, look, I, I'm giving everything I have. And sometimes no one cares. Like the people that in our group or whatever else, that there's men that don't show up to things and all that. You get frustrated, but it's still not an excuse to turn away from the truth. You can't take pieces of that. It has to be the whole thing. So as we move forward, you know, from this to kind of answer your question a little bit more, you know, we've got to start by preparing for this advent. This is a good time to start to just say, okay, I'm preparing for the truth to come and take flesh. So what does that mean in my life? I'm not just preparing for him to come, but I'm preparing to be the man that he called me to be. So what is the truth in my life? Where am I failing? Where do I need to look at to grow and to, to, to be better? Where can I be a better man for my family, for the people around me? How can I live this truth more in my life? Then we need to remain in his, first of all, we need to listen to his voice. That's one thing he says is listen to his voice. So we need to be active in our prayer life. Lord, where do you see that I need to grow? Then we need to look at remaining in his word, not just reading the Bible, but acting on it. Don't look at it as just this, these rules that don't need to be applied, but look at it and say, I'm taking these things. I'm going to put them actively into my life. I'm going to do everything I can every single day to make sure that I'm living these out and then be set free. The last thing he says, the truth will set you free is surrender the truth and let go of all your worries, your doubts, your anxieties. When you surrender to the truth, you can live by that and that alone. It tells you who you are and what you're about. You don't need to worry about figuring those things out anymore. When you surrender to, to Jesus, he's going to tell you what you need to be in your life. And, and he takes all that away from you. You just need to listen and follow that. And you know, the greatest gift that we can give, and this is this is a quote from St. Augustine, is, is the greatest kindness one can render to any man is leading him to truth. But we can't do that if we don't follow it in our own lives. Sure, yeah. And that's where we mess up a lot in ministry and everywhere else is when we try to lead other people to things that we're not living ourselves. So th- this whole show has been a call for men, women alike to really examine our lives and say, am I living this full truth of what Christ asked me to? Or am I taking bits and pieces and making it conform to my life? Because that's not what Christ asked us to do. He asked us to look at his life, what he's left for us, and to follow his example each and every day. So as we take this, you know, take this show and we move towards Advent, ladies, gentlemen, prepare in that truth in your life. Be honest with yourself and start working towards it each and every day. So why don't we take that to prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. To really understand this, we must remain in your word and in your ways. Help us to fight the desire to turn your truth into convenience for us. And Lord, Remind us that following in your ways is how we are set free to become the men you have called us to be. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.